It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the Bernabeu! Looks like Shaman! Giroud plays it in the middle! Ahead again! And Ramsey arriving! And Arsenal are back in front! Scores in the FA Cup final again! Just as he did in 2014! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arsenal podcast. Poor. Four bloody nil. Bit disappointing, but I'm sure we'll get all into it. Um, lots of negatives to take, but actually lots of positives from those negatives, perhaps to think. But fortunately, we've got Steve from In the Clock End podcast who was at the game. How are you doing, Steve? Hello, mate. I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I was just saying off, off, off mic that I feel about 35 years old at the moment <laughs> after a slightly heavy weekend and um, lots, lots of disappointment in amongst that particularly on site Sunday, uh, Saturday at about 5.30. And then I've had a couple of very busy days at work. But uh, hey, good news. I went to see Sam Fender on Sunday. Did you get in the mosh pit? Do, do you know what? You joke. It was the first time I've ever been in a mosh pit. And I saw my friends go in. I was like, what the hell are you doing? I've n- you are crazy. You're going to die. And they're like, no, it's fun. I was like, all right. Got in. I couldn't get out. I loved it. It was can... absolutely brilliant. Is it? Is it totally, is it terrible of me that I kind of, can't and see you being like Will from the Inbetweeners, like, <laughs> you know, and they go to like, like rock gig and he's like eating the, the yeah, and yeah, <laughs> it's no, it's like, more I like my mummy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's more like the uh Will from the Inbetweeners in the movie where he is feeling a bit awkward, doesn't quite know how to dance, so him and his mates do that little weird dance across the dance oh, floor. Oh, bless you, it's very much like that. It's very much mosh, like that. Mosh it's the great, mate, yeah, I love good it. fun. Are you not? Are you not really a rock sort of guy? You're more of like no, a... I'm massive. Yeah, rock, more indie rock, more indie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But um, but talking of mosh pits, um, doesn't sound like there was a bit of a mosh. Wasn't any sort of opportunity to mosh on um, on Saturday when you were in Liverpool? How how, how was the game? What was it like being there? Um, <laughs> what was the atmosphere like? You it know, was like it was the Arsenal's were pretty good actually. Before uh, pre-game, it was bouncing. I mean, you were hammered. Was I? <laughs> you were like, I, I you still Instagram live story, and I was like, this guy's having a good time. We were having a good day. I don't good know if you hear. saw my story. We had a lot of booze. Um, mm. It was a long day, mate. We 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 left. We left Birmingham at like eleven o'clock, and the game wasn't till half five. Christ. Um, up in this random little bar, but no, it was good. It was a good day. The atmosphere was good. Um, Obviously, Man United got absolutely annihilated. So that was cracking. There was a lot of ollies at the wheel chance before the game. I imagine um, so. From both sets of fans? Was yeah, from both sets of fans. Nice. Liverpool, well, you say both sets of fans. Yeah, Liverpool were, were pretty poor, actually. The, the We talk about the famous the famous Anfield atmosphere. It doesn't exist, mate. Um, really? really? Yeah, mate, really. To be honest, I've always it's always been a bit overrated. It's very touristy. Yeah. To the fact that how successful they are, like I've got friends who are, who are Liverpool fans who are from Liverpool, and they say like, "It can't get tickets nowadays." So it's you know that modern football, isn't it, mate? Um, but no, it was it was a good day. But don't let don't let a bad, um, what, what's the, what's the saying? Don't let a bad result. Ruin. Don't let a bad result. The football ruin 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 the day at the football. You know, no, it's good. <laughs> it's true, mate. It's day. true, and um, you know, it's an away day is an away day. It's a special occasion when it's Anfield away. It's, it's, I'm sure, was magical either way. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen us lose, actually, up there. I've been mm. up there four times. Well, we lost on penalties. I don't really count that. I was up there for the League Cup. Yeah. 
Um, but we scored five. So it was that five all. Christ, that yeah. was an unbelievable game, wasn't it? Well, look, I know the, the, the most unbelievable game, or one of the most unbelievable games I've ever been to, was away in St Etienne, and it was England, Slovakia, and the Euros. It was actually horrendously disappointing. We lost. It was nil nil. Sorry, it felt like a loss because what we thought would happen is if we drew, we would play uh, somebody really good. I forget who. And if we won, we'd have played Iceland. What actually happened is the game after that, we ended up getting Iceland anyway, um, and we lost. But at the time, it felt really important that we got Iceland. So we, it was really deflating. It was nil-nil, no goals. But the important thing was, like, the whole day, the being away with the England fans, being at the bars, walking to the stadium, the singing, hours and hours of drinking and fun, it created like this unbelievable experience. And this is what I imagine and hope that was, it really sort of helped you enjoy the day in Liverpool. No, absolutely. I, I, honestly, I, I live for it. Um, it's always yeah, a long day. It's, it's a lot of time effort and it, it does take up your whole weekend, but I wouldn't be, there's nowhere else I'd rather be, mate, honestly, on a Saturday afternoon watching the Arsenal. Um, just a shame that the team sort of mm. didn't really show up, but I'm sure we'll get into that, right? Well, let's get into it. But firstly, I'd like to ask, what, what was what were the fans like at the final whistle? Um, in a rush to get back to <laughs> Lime Street. Oh, of course, yeah, because it would be very late. Nightmare, trains, isn't it? No, um, yeah, it's grim. Yeah. Listen, I think it doesn't matter who you're playing, whether you're playing the best team in the world or, you know, your average Joe. Um, losing 4-0, it's always, it's always a bitter pill to swallow. Mm. Um, I couldn't help but feel... Like, I knew we'd lose. I, I was a little bit optimistic pre-game, but um, realistically, I knew we'd probably lose the game. You know, we're playing one of the best teams in Europe. But to lose 4-0, you're always going to be a little bit disheartened. Yeah. Um, and, the, so, so, and, I, and I think that, you know, you know, you have the best fan base in the world, but when you're, when you're 4-0 down, it, it, it can be a little bit hard. But, you know, we were still there in good numbers. Um, and listen, we, we take it on the chin, don't we? That's the only yeah. way you can. I don't. I don't know if you can dawn on it, dawn on it too much. Like, well, it's it's done. With, you know, we've had a hiding. See you later. Yes. Yeah. And I, I know what you mean. I mean, I mean, if we're gonna gonna unpick it, there was there was a lot of events, I guess, throughout the day, and it, it did feel like something a little bit different. The only disappointing thing was that, I mean, other than the four 0 loss, was. Like, I was more than happy to lose this game. We're playing the best team probably in the world right now uh, in their home and probably the most difficult place to go at the moment. Um, you know, any good team that goes there gets turned over. I think there are the old games, of course. You can look at Brighton managed to snatch a point. I think it's a very different game against a very different opponent. Um, and look, on the day, anything could have happened, but... Um, the disappointing thing for me was that we weren't in the game the whole way through. That's all I wanted from it. That's that was that was the the KPI. Sorry, I'm still in business mode. I've been working all day, <laughs> but like that was the key metric. I just wanted to be within touching distance. If that was two 0 going into ninety minutes, that's touching distance for me. Mm. Like anything can happen in football, and for it to unfold the way it did was was really disappointing. And, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But I think it, it's probably one of the more interesting lineups. I think given the sort of um, where we were going, the history of all the good run we've been on and stuff. I mean, what what were your thoughts on on the lineup initially? I thought it would be. I honestly thought we'd go a little bit more defensive. Mm. I was quite surprised that we sort of maintained the line that we've we've sort of prospered with this season. Um, 
listen, hindsight's a wonderful thing, right? You know, if yeah. if, if we get a result, we're like, yeah, phenomenal. Uh, it's easy to sort of sit in, you know, after the event and say we got it wrong. Um, yeah. It was always a gamble. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those. And I think, I think we, I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'm, just, yeah, I'm just trying to sort of put it into yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's difficult, before, isn't it? Like, it, I, 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 my recommendation or recommendation, my opinion was that we should go a bit more defensive. Mm. Let's do three slash five at the back, bring Tinny in, keep Tava, Tavares in. Um, and drop an attacker of some kind, be that Saka, be that Emil Smith-Rowe, like Lacazette, somebody. Bring somebody else into the midfield in the back three. Like, let's just do it. We know who we're playing against. Let's play on the break. We've beaten Liverpool twice like that before. We've beaten Man City like that before. We've beaten, you know, it's there's, there's a way of doing things. Um, but, but again, I, I can't sit there and say I was I was unhappy about um, the lineup because bringing party in was the right opinion uh, right thing to do i think um we'll get into his performance i'm sure but and perhaps even the use of him i should say um but i kind of feel like just leaving nuno tavares on his own i think in a back four uh was a brave thing to do but also not unjustified and i can't say i was unhappy with it so at the time i was thinking okay you know what with a form team in the league we're going to Anfield. If we're going to be brave and bold, let's let's go and be brave and bold. Uh, in hindsight, obviously, it was a little bit too much too soon for this young team. Um, and I think one thing that I thought was interesting was that I think the boldness in which they went for the same structure um, as they have done before with the four four two ish sort of thing with Lacazette just in behind was the fact that they um, it, it almost mirrored the Arteta fire on the touchline and we'll get into that when you know when we do and i think there are other factors that went into it but i was thought this is like a, a slap your team down let's make a statement kind of gamble from arteta Massively. and i think he was in that fiery kind of mood he was like, all right we're going for this guys and i think look you're the team that have been playing well you're the team that are going to play let's go and do something at anfield and i think for the first 45 they were almost faultless in a lot of ways. I think, you know, we were a little bit blunt up top. Um, we had a couple of chances, certainly to go one nil up, perhaps bring it back to one, one. We were undone from a free kick that wasn't unjustified. Um, it, I think they maybe were valued for one nil at that point, but we would, it wouldn't have been unfair for us to be going in nil nil or just at the one nil, which we were. And, um, which is tough to take because it, it was all going so well, really. Um, and I, I, again, I would have put Brotini in and I would have put left Tavares on the pitch because, again, I think he was great going forward yes, uh, defensively even yesterday, which we'll get into. But, yeah, it's, tough one to take. It's difficult, um, as you can see from my, my previous reaction. When I'm, mm. I'm, I know what I want to say. I'm just trying to think of the, you know, the right words to use it. Like, I think with, with Tavares, um, it would be hypocritical of me to sort of say, why didn't he bring Tierney in? When yeah. you know, last week I was saying, you know what, the guy's earned his place. And I think, you know, if he doesn't make the mistake, we don't have the conversation. Um, at the same time, it's a, yeah, it's a big game. Going to Anfield, you do want to see the more experienced heads in the team. Um, and I do feel like we went far too attacking. And, it, and, you, yeah. and you, know, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head. It was brave. Um, my only concern, though, is, you know, when we don't play Lacazette, we haven't got the link at play and we are, I mean, we were blunt, 
on Saturday. I, th- I thought, you know, all in all, we, you know, I can't really remember many occasions we even got near, near their mm. box. Um, it felt like we were camped in our own half for, for most of the game. But you remove Lacazette and you, you just, it unbalances the team. Yeah. So it, it, and it, it's, 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 it's about those fine margins. And I feel like with Mikel Arteta, you know, and it, when I mean, we've talked about this before, when, when games aren't going our way or we're chasing our tail, there seems to be no plan B. And I mean, this isn't necessarily an attack on Arteta because I think it was one of those games where, okay, things didn't go our way. Our senior players didn't really step up and mm. and we got well beaten. But I do feel like it's all very predictable in terms of his changes and is there, you know, when you're sort of in these positions where you're 2-0 down, obviously we can see the early goal in the second half and you think, okay, um, the game's probably done now. What what do you do? Do you shut up shop or, or do you try and go for it? And I didn't really know what he was trying to what do. It, it just sort of felt like we were clock watching for most of that second half. Um, yeah. And it, so I said to my mate after the game, he, he was watching at home and I said, I can't believe we lost 4-0. It didn't feel like a 4-0 game, whereas, you know, he sort of had a completely opposite impression. He, he felt like we should have lost maybe 6 or 7-0. Mm. Um, I, 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 I get the feeling it was... I, Ramsdale had to make some serious saves, mm. let's put it that way. Um, you know, but, I, you know, with the Lacazette link, it, it's, it's difficult, right? Lacazette and Aubameyang and, I guess, Partey were our senior leaders, right? And they are, well, Lacazette and Aubameyang are top heavy. They play at the top. Lacazette gets marked out of the game entirely by Thiago. Fine, that's happened. You know, we've been scouted and people know that we go through Lacazette when he's on the pitch. Thiago, which was almost a compliment from Klopp because, right, you're the form team in the Prem. Get on that guy. He sort of makes them tick. Lacazette's out of the game. Even though we had a couple of glimpses of um, of magic, really, when he put Aubameyang and things like that. But, um, but then we're looking for your leaders at the back and everybody's very young and whilst they have leadership qualities, they're, they're certainly not your senior players that you can look to and Partey's just come back from injury and he's got a very specific job in himself. Um, surrounded by kids, he's trying to manage this midfield um, and he's trying to stop Thiago and God knows who what coming through and he's, you know... He's, he's the, also not at the top of his game and hasn't been for a long time. Um, he's not he's not he th- th- there is an issue with party and i'm sure we'll, i think there's a question about it we can always get onto it but it's it's it's, it's, it's a strange one because mm. it's 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 a name you always want to see on the team sheet if he's fit he's in the team but then you, when you kind of take a step back and you sort of look at the performances and the bigger games you sort of feel like it does feel a little bit underwhelming um it's it's it's, it's you don't want to criticize him because he has just come back sort of from um, an injury and it's never easy to be thrown back into these games but mm. yeah um, I, I would here's a question for you actually obviously yeah. we, went, we went for Lacong in the midfield do you think that was the right choice? Uh, yes I do um, I think hindsight again is a wonderful thing I think Lakonga was was like probably one of our best players in the first half he was so good um, the way he could turn round players in midfield and set us free, the way he intercepted um, his positional play, he he looked like, and I thought Party was good in the first half. You know, like um, what happened with Sambi in the second half was he just lost his head for about five minutes, and that really cost us. It wasn't like even before the Nuno mistake, which is a Nuno mistake. The pressure that piles on, and I heard James um, 
McNicholas talk about it in the Ask Cast. He put timestamps on it, and it was like five times every thirty between thirty and forty-five seconds. He gave the ball away in our opposition, in our in our own third, and against Liverpool, <laughs> when they're playing a high press, you know what, what that it just invites the pressure. And I think that was yeah. two, then three nil. Make the change for El Nenny, and you know that it feels a bit light, it's stronger. But I think he's just a kid who lost his head a bit, and that's so that's fine. I also don't think we gave him enough options. I think some players were shying away from the ball. Um, I don't think our passing was was at all good in the second half. It was never going. It was like bobbling along the floor to feet or going just behind somebody rather than in front of them, and it wasn't accurate. Nunes was a good example of that. Um, you know, but so I so I, I saw a lot of bravery. Um, I just saw what was the team at the moment. And we've, we we know where these gaps are. We don't have that experienced midfielder next to party because for all what party's worth, and I think he's a great player, he needs, a, dare I say it, a Granit Xhaka-like player yeah, next to him. I agree. And, um, you know, that's in the big games. And the, the reason why he might not perform in the big games is because he's surrounded by a load of kids and he's got to do it all himself which by definition is a lot harder because you're playing against the best players in the world. Um, and he's never really been that player. Uh, and that's fine. But the difficulty is he's always coming back from injury and that's not his fault. He's got the quality. Um, he just needs the consistency. And until we get that consistency, he's always going to be this enigma and we'll always remember that we paid 50 million for him. I think it's undoubted. He undoubtedly makes our midfield much better, like much, much, much better. Um, the way he can zip a ball through the middle and all sorts of things like that. The difficulty is he can't last more than 60 minutes and hasn't been able to his whole Arsenal career. That's, that um, is an issue. It's a massive issue. Two years in. It's the same with Lacazette. Lacazette can't really do more than 60 minutes. He never has been able to. Um, but Lacazette's... Lacazette's got age on his side, right? So he could argue approaching, was he 31 now? Well, part party is younger than... Younger than Lacazette. Yeah, that's that's what oh, I mean. See, party's got. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I see what you mean. Um, it's true. He's just he's just been injured too many times. But but I also feel mm. like it's sort of Arteta's go to sixty minutes. Okay, like yeah. I said, that's sure. That's sure. That's that's done. Bring Odegaard on. It's it's very predictable in that sense. Um, and I, I don't I don't necessarily mind predictable when it comes because and I I'll link it back to the predictable in the sense of who you're going to bring on and and that's because I look back to the. Leicester years, right? When they won the league, it was you knew exactly what was going to happen. The time, who was going to start, the formation they were going to do, the, what they were going to do, and who was coming on at exactly what time. You could literally map it out. And um, it's just about getting that consistency and having the quality to be able to do what you want to do. I think the bigger issue is we don't really have... Like, do, do we really have anyone we can bring on after Lacazette? Because that's, that's, our, that's our goals gone. Really, strength and depth. We we, we have none. We, we don't um, up top. We're we're light. We're really light up top. Um, massive upgrade needed. Um, we 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 talking about on our podcast um, yesterday, and I I sort of kind of said that you know we, for me it's Aubameyang. I just find him incre- increasingly frustrating. Um, I mean I appreciate that he didn't get a lot of supply at all if any mm. on, on he did one and he got a, it was a tame effort wasn't yeah. it yeah he's Shame just very disappointing um and i feel like if we're if we're ever going to get to the next level because that's where we want to get right we're, we're now we're sort of we've had we've had a great start of the season we're in fifth you look at the table um city chelsea liverpool miles and miles and miles ahead of us but you know, mm. between the three of them was it 11 in like aggregate 
you know, five 0 to yeah. City, four 0 to Liverpool, two to Chelsea. Um, these are the sort of results that eventually you're going to get to the point where we say this isn't acceptable anymore. You know, we, we want to be competitive. We we talk about the process or the project. There has to be a point where we go. When when are we going to be there that we're mm. not going to these places and we're not getting absolutely, um, you know, trolleyed? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and going back to my my original point, I just think, you know, that, that's that's an area where we need an upgrade. Um, yeah, we need someone who's just going to, I don't know, like a Luis Suarez, you know. Um, <laughs> Oh, um, to be a fine thing. Just, just, just someone of of that sort of caliber who can yeah. pick the ball up from script and kind of change the game. And he just doesn't offer us enough. When he's not scoring, I just don't think he offers enough. And you got to look at his age as well. Um, mm. And there's talks about like Lacazette like, having the luck on every year. I, I, just, I don't see why. I just don't think. It's, I think it's a waste of time. I think we need to we need to kind of uh, knock that on the head. And let him leave. I, I, just, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I think he, he's really sort of jailed the team together in recent weeks. But I think mm. long term, um, he's not the answer. And if he is, yeah. it's very. It's, it feels like we're scraping the barrel. If that's what we're solely reliant. On. Well, I think the next big signing is is, is going to be a striker, and then the one after that, or one in, alongside that, will be a centre mid that's that's experienced. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think that's fine. I think that's exactly where we need to invest. But for the moment. It's difficult because actually Lacazette's been one of our best players and um, this season. And I think Aubameyang has actually had an okay scoring record. I mean, he's not been his his best, but he he will only be getting he will only be in his decline as will Lacazette, really, given their age. Um, but when it comes to these defeats, I know you mentioned like the Chelsea, the Man City, and today, but I, I, it feels different. And the real reason why it feels different is because of the context within the other games and the story that is happening within our squad. I mean, with the youngest squad ever, if you look back to the other games, that was a COVID-ridden squad that on the, you know, on the day of the, you know, whatever, we, we find out that we have a COVID outbreak and we have to play like some seriously terrible players. <laughs> and um, we went to the transfer market and we made sure that we could buckle up in the areas we didn't. So if we reset the story there, and then really we've had a couple of big tests. Tottenham at home is always a big test, no matter how they're playing. Leicester away, massive, massive test. We came out through that. And really the story of this game, which I think really will be put into context by how well we do against Newcastle. We win 2-3-0 against Newcastle. This is all forgotten. This was just right. We played the best team in the world. We had a bad day, fine. Which I don't think this is not not that. I think it really could have been that. Um, but really... We're the form team of the Premier League. We really, really were, and um, it was a it was a day for me. I think it was a good day, and you'd have to hear me out on this one. It was a day for learning. It really, really was because we've been battered before at Anfield, mate. We really have many a time, and, and many, many, many a time. And that felt like, well, well, where are we going? What are we trying to do? We're back to square one. We've we've had these results, and this goes back to Wenger. We would had an eight to it. Manchester mid mid Wenger era. I was at that know, one. Were that oh, mate, that you, you need to stop. You need to stop going to away games. Um, <laughs> that was nasty. But this this is like we can see a plan, and it's not like this plan isn't working because the plan has been working for the last like ten games or so. Look, if we go to Newcastle and we lose, and then you know this next run of games is bad we can look back at this day and say, well, actually, were we overexcited or whatever? But we can only map out what's happened so far. And we've had some really good results. 
Um, I think we've been we, playing pretty well at points. And I think yeah. really it was a bad day with some bad mistakes against the best team in the world. Like we, we, we got put away. <laughs> and, um, and I think, I don't know, like what, what would we have learned about this young team if we'd have gone, and I'm not saying this would be a bad thing to do, but like if we'd have done what we always done, shut up shop at the back and maybe lost like two nil. Like I would have liked to have perhaps taken that route to see what we'd done. I know, but like I kind of, one of, one of the things I really liked about Nuno Tavares after you made that mistake, I don't know if you noticed this, but firstly, Emil Smith went up to him and just gave him, like consoled him, loved it. And secondly, Nuno Tavares, the next thing he does is he bombs up the left, fizzes in a pass down to, I think it was Lacazette or Bamiyang, perfectly. Great pass and they're on the attack. Nothing happens because the attack had a really blunt day. But I was like, this guy's brave. This guy's doing what he thinks is best. I like that. He's a very confident guy. We're clearly trying to play in this way. Um, it was a bit of a free hit before we got there. It was a disappointing result. I think we made mistakes we shouldn't have made. But we, everything I think hinges on, everything hinges on how the next couple of games go, particularly Newcastle. Newcastle's massive, absolutely enormous. Um, you know, and, and I think it's just, that's how we measure it, right? And if we then, you know, can get, because we're not, we're not going to win, well, get top six, top four, whatever it may be, by beating Liverpool away. We're going to do it right. by making sure we beat everybody around us and everyone below that so that we're consistently doing that. And then these games are the free hits in a sense. So I I if, do agree with you. Hmm. I I just think where I'm coming from is a place of like I can take defeat, but it's the way and the manner in which you lose games. Um, I just feel like the capitulation and the um, the senior, the more senior players who who we often talk about need to take more responsibility for the in, during these defeats. But then my but question I, is like, it's my... on the young players, right? No, I... no. But then if you look at that though, if you break that down, you know, we're asking the senior players to step up in a game where the senior players are out of the game because they're playing up top and the whole game is behind them. You know, so this is a young team really playing against, you know, it's Lacazette and Aubameyang, really. We've got Party in the middle who was unfit, first came back from injury. Is he, He's not a leader. He's just not. That's He never has been and I don't think he ever will be. You know, and I mean, I, did, we, I didn't we, say there was many senior players. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that, but that's it. That, that those are the senior players. That's we, we're a very, very young team, and this is why I think we should have brought Tierney in. That gives mm. another senior player at the back. He's one of the more senior players, even though he's still very young. And um, we just have this the, the the issue in this squad, and we've known it for a long time, is the age profile. Up top, we are so old, and at the back. And everywhere in between, we are so young. We need those experienced players in and around it. Look, you know, it, it was only up until today that we were talking about like this balance is great, the squad is going really well, um, the defense is looking unbelievable, which it has been. And it, you know, it's it's taken a bad day to lose against this. And this is a Liverpool side that's just beaten Atletico Madrid away and at home, and beaten um, five uh, Man United five 0 away. They can be clinical, and when you make those mistakes, that can happen. I, I, I've got a feeling at the end of the season, we'll look back, and this will be a big learning curve. I think for the manager as well, right? He's a young guy. Um, I think he was particularly naive. I mean, well, let's 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 get into what we could talk about today. Is what do you think about the the fiery incident on the touchline? 
Do you, do you think that has any bearing on what happened in the game? I don't Did you so. feel the atmosphere change at that point? No. I think it changed around it changed around that time anyway because they had it they they nearly scored. Mm. And that's what really got the crowd up. Um that was my take on it. It wasn't it wasn't really that incident. It it was because they were sort of they were kind of peppering the goal. Um, they were. They, I mean you, Ramsdale you, was class, yeah. right? You, you knew, yeah, absolutely. You knew he you knew you knew it was coming. It was mm. it was only a matter of time and, and I think the whole ground sensed that. And that's what, what changed the atmosphere. Um, and, it, and to be honest, so it, it wasn't really until Liverpool were three in the up and they were home and dry. That's when they sort of all got their songbooks out. And yeah. that's when, you know, because I do feel like they probably won't admit this. Like I've got friends who are Liverpool fans who I spoke to pre-game and they were a little bit nervous about this one. And I feel mm. like showed in Klopp's reaction. I think they did fear us a little bit. Obviously, they, you know, they, they ran away with it in the end. But mm. I, don't, I don't think they, I, I, they knew it would be difficult. And, and I think for 40 minutes we matched them. Mm. I thought we I thought we played very well. Um, it was just in that final third where we were just uh, we had no output. So I mean, look, we talk about leadership, we talk about all this sort of stuff. But I think if we're going to talk about performances, and I think we've got our golden childs, childrens, and Children. uh, look, I think Saka had a, t- a shocker really. Um, Emil Smith Rowe, I did a couple of really good things, but generally was marked out of the game. Um, we didn't get the escapes that we wanted to. I think the attack, all in all, were inaccurate. I think they were misplacing passes, had some, made some terrible decisions, having got into good positions. Um, I think one of, the, one of the main issues of the game, it happened at least twice in the first half that I can remember, definitely once in the second half, that we, we would beat the press really well. And then we'd get up the field and we did what we were doing back in, um, you know, the the November and December of 2020, you know, was it 19? Yeah, it was 19, I think, wasn't it? But was it? Oh God, time's going everywhere. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible two months. The concept of time. Yeah, I know, right? But uh, it felt like that. We beat the press. Brilliant. And then we go back. I was like, what the hell is the point in playing out, beating the press, if you're not going to keep going and try and do something when you get past it? Because you did it so well. I think they played a bit of fear and that was Saka. Do you think we played the right way to be passing it out constantly? Because you know you're playing against probably one of the best pressers uh, in the, in the game. You know when 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 pundits uh, and ex players talk about you know, mm. the press, Liverpool's always kind of the, the first you know, name for anyone's lips. Mm. I do feel like maybe we should have been a little bit more kind of old school, a bit more direct. Because um, you do con- if you're going to keep mm. doing it. They're going to be mm. thinking. Are they? They're going to keep doing this. It's going to keep, keep inviting that pressure, and eventually, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to lose the ball in a dangerous position. Yeah, but then I think we doing we were doing it really well at points. And actually, I found out a stat today that actually our we pass out of the back less than fifty percent of the times from goal kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's not something that I don't think Liverpool would necessarily been expecting. And I did think we varied it up a little bit. Again, it was only. All it was was just that last, that that maybe 10, 15 minute period in the second half where we couldn't, you know, it was bless him, Sambi, mate. And I don't think people open up for him, but I think that Sambi period just changed the game. And then I think we were chasing it afterwards when perhaps we shouldn't. But, um, you know, and then you've got a Liverpool team on the up and Anfield and all that sort of stuff against a young team who were scared. And I do yeah, think yeah. that I, it, it just felt like the, there wasn't necessarily other parts of the game that were going badly at that time. 
and playing out the rack, perhaps when we got to like 2 0 and 3 0, it was a bit stupid. Um, I'm just, I, I think we were talking about the goal as well. I'm really gutted that it came from a free kick, the first mm. one. It felt really like it was poor defending. There's no yeah. words about it. Party should have followed in. Gabrielle got sucked in because of that. And silly foul. Yeah, Ramsdale well. nearly saves it. Ramsdale nearly pulls off yeah, a worldie again. The silly foul as well in a dangerous position. Mm. Then they've got some of the best set piece takers in the game. Um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of those games, mate. Like you said, yeah. I think we beat Newcastle on Saturday, and we move on. Um, you know, you know, listeners might be thinking, "Oh, I'm, I'm being a bit harsh." Whenever you're going to lose four 0 you're always going to be a bit peed off. That's just yeah. that's human nature, right? Um, especially going all the way up there, <laughs> and then I leave know. the ground. At four, you, oh, yeah, it's. It's one of those, mate. But I think you know we're still fifth in the league, and you know, play, I think I think I think Saturday's very winnable. We got a, a trip to Old Trafford, which I think goes you know, one of two ways now. Um, mm. But I'm still fairly confident. And then we've got obviously Everton and Southampton, and I think that, you know we've, there's a lot of winnable games in the next month. And I think if we can get to Christmas, you know, we're top six. I yeah. Think, you, know, you know what? I, I will say I, I'll put my hands up and go. You know what? Crack, you know, this is. You know, Whatever, whatever Arteta's doing, let's keep it going because um, mm. we we all want an improvement. And you know, if, if if we're there at Christmas, I think that's that's kind of the benchmark where we want to be, right? Yeah, it's true. But I think um, what the next game's got: Newcastle at home, Man United away, Everton away, Southampton at home, West Ham at home, Leeds away. Look, I, out of that, Newcastle you should win. Man United, you should, we should be trying to get at least a point. If you lose that, you're not really. Mm. You know, you, you, it's a difficult place to go. Everton, you should be winning. Uh, Southampton away uh, at home, sorry, winning. West Ham at home. Let's see where West Ham are at the time. I think they might fall away a bit. They've lost Ogbonna. Um And Leeds, you know, this is these winnable games. And the one thing that we've been doing is consistently performing against teams who are in and around us and below. And I, I hope we can continue that. The, the, my issue and, or my concern would be the lack of creation of chances. Um, but look, if we, end, when, if we end up winning every game 1-0, then I don't care how many we're yeah. creating. I, you know, if I the think defense is good enough, but we can't, you know, rest is, on those margins. We are we are bottom heavy, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, which is, which is, I think, a good place to be we've got a if spine. you're trying to create a team. Yeah, we've got a I'm spine. fine with that. I think, you, so you would agree with me that, you know, in terms of, um, attacking options, we, we need we need we need a, you know, a big upgrade. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, mate. Oh mate, like that's that's exactly the place we need to. I mean, our issue is is trying to balance how we get someone like Erdegaard and Lacazette in the same team, perhaps when we don't. You know, who are you dropping? What formation are you playing? Um, how are we getting more people up the field to allow that to happen, but while still getting keeping it safe at the back when we've got a young team? It's I can see the dilemma that Arteta's got. I really can. It's um, you know, it's a balancing act, isn't it? It's, and it's about making sure one doesn't completely yeah. destroy the other because we've had that in the past. It's, it is difficult. Um, mm. Out of interest, anyone in the Premier League that realistically mm. uh, you'd like to take in as a striker? Well, firstly, quickly to that point um, that you mentioned, I think uh, I think really Arteta's vision is a Xhaka, Odegaard and party midfield, but Xhaka's not there. I think well, his whole thing collapses and I guess it, that's the issue with our squad. It's so thin that one person goes, we've got to adapt so much and so far it's worked, but we come against the Liverpool side and, you know, we, we get undone. So, um, good strikers in the league. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm not. I think Ollie Watkins is a good player, but he's a bit overhyped. Okay. I'd love I'd love I'd love Danny Ings. Maybe if he had better knees or just <laughs> just he was a little bit younger. I swear he's been going forever, Danny Ings. Yeah. Jimenez is a good player. Um, yeah, like Jimenez scored a good goal actually on the weekend. Yeah, he's changed Wolves. They're a great team. They're West, mind, West Ham lost, didn't they? They're, they're such a, I think West Ham mm. will fall away. You know, you I think they there. will. Um, and yeah. I think with European football, I don't think they've got the squad depth. Mm. I agree. I agree. I think, yeah, February will be difficult for them, March, all that sort of stuff. So, not too worried about them. Out of, um, out of our next five, what are you saying? What do you reckon we'll get? 10 points? Would you, what, what do you think is acceptable? Acceptable is a difficult, yeah. yeah. Is it Newcastle three? Everton three, six, nine, next five games. That takes us up to West Ham. Nine. I want at least ten, absolute yeah. minimum. Um, Got to be Newcastle, have, right? Have to. That's you can't drop any points against them. I mean, well, that's that's what we should so, Newcastle, Everton, Southampton. You've got to beat, and then a point from West Ham or United to get you the ten. Man United are a concern now without Ollie. I know, I know. Pounds. But it's I'm sorry, still... player, for, player for player, I still think they, with the right manager, could be a title contending team. Yeah, no, I agree. I really, really do. Regretfully, I, regrettably. Yeah. So they, they concern me. I think they've, you know, depending on what manager they get in, they've effectively got fourth spot, I reckon. Um, that's my tip, but I don't know. But, um, yeah, I'm curious to see how... Um, Erdegaard can slip back into the team and, and see what happens when Jack gets back. But... That we've been going for a little bit. Should we do man of the match and dick of the day? Yeah, I think man of the match would be very easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Christ. Um, I mean, I don't know how we got through all of this without, you know, overstating just how good Ramsdale was. But Christ, I did. You know, the good thing about yesterday, and this is what I think was a really nice positive of of, of the few that we get to take. I think really Ramsdale laid down the marker as I'm this good, and the whole world is watching. Like and it's Liverpool away. This is how good this guy is, mm. um, which is great. So yeah, obviously man of the match. I'm sure that was the same for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's no real other contenders. Mm. I thought he was pretty solid. He got memed a bit, obviously, when he conceded the four. But listen, you know, you, you can only do so much, right? You yeah, know, you, keep, you can only keep so many out. It's true. It's so, true. You know, and and I think as well, like it will. You could see the frustration and and. It's nice that you can not well. It's not nice, but it's the fact that it they they care, and because we've had players in the past where you just think they don't they don't they couldn't care less. Yeah, and you can and you and it and it hurts, you know. And when it hurts, and and you sort of uh, it builds that relationship. You know, you're in it together almost. Yeah, yeah. Like I completely agree. Um, alrighty, who's your who's your dick of the day? Um. I'm gonna say Sadio Mane just because he's, nah. he's a knob, isn't he? Do you think he should have been sent off? Probably not, but I, I, I think he should have accumulated enough yellows. But um, yeah. but I think that's you know discretionary, and I don't think it was a red. Mm. I think that screenshot was very unfair. But um, you know, it's, it's just he's got habit for it, hasn't he? Yeah, he's done it in the past. He's a, just a dirt. He's a sort of player who you'd love in your own team. But when mm. he's against you, he's an absolute dick of the day. Oh, he's so annoying. He, he did the first 30 seconds. He'd, you know, gone all in. I can't remember who I'm with, but... He's thought, I don't, I don't like him. I remember when Liverpool won the league and um, they were all sort of... Well, obviously it was COVID. Mm. So they were in their empty stadium and they were all doing, like, walk alone. 
and they were all just yeah. like hugging each other. And he was like on his phone. Really? Like, FaceTiming, yeah. Honestly, what? you wouldn't believe like just on his phone, just recording himself. Like you're live to the world, mate. Like you don't need to be on your phone right now. Like yeah, honestly, all the times in the world, just an absolute cretin. More what about yourself? Well, I give it to hungover Toby. Um, <laughs> Toby hungover. wins it a lot recently. I oh, know. I've, I've been a bit of a, a yeah a D of the D recently. Um, yeah, no, I was at the game and uh, oh, at the game I was at the pub watching it near the Emirates and. Um, it's weird, my uh, girlfriend and a few of her friends and stuff, but there's a few people, I, like one or two people I didn't know, who, uh, if I just, well, it, there was just a lot of people in the pub who didn't know anything about uh, Arsenal football. Um, uh, you know, a few of the people who I was with definitely did know a lot. There's just a few people around who were just, like, just being really, really annoying and just like, and I just was like, I was really grumpy about it. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I wasn't, I wasn't. I just, oh, I've got to say these guys just didn't literally know nothing. And so I was just like, oh, and they weren't Arsenal fans. They weren't even football fans. You know, they were just having like terrible opinions and they were being really loud. And I was like, I, I can't deal with these people. So, um, and it was an Arsenal pub as well. So I was quite surprised, but I think we'll there was a Scotland game on at the same time or something like that anyway. But um, Scotland rugby that is, but. Yeah, I, I couldn't really think of a good one, so I just thought I'd give it to myself. No, that's fine. Did, did you say yeah, anything but... to him? No, not at all. I was just being a grumpy little so-and-so. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you good. know, you get that and you're in the pub and it's just like, you, you know, obviously we only have so much time to invest in your club because, like, you know your club better than anybody. And as soon as anybody has some crap pop-up, pop yeah, opinion about something. I know what you mean. You're just like, oh, I'll have a day off, mate. But, I get but then work. equally, we'd have it about theirs. So it's, it's it's you know. Like for like, isn't it? I, I get like, my United fans and they sort of talked about it and I'm literally like, I can't be asked to even open yeah. this book of, of worms because we could talk for hours and I just can't be bothered to, to get into this with someone. When you when they don't know enough, it's like, uh, yeah, leave at the door. Leave. Stay there, mate. Yeah. I like it. Um, should we do some questions? Yeah, mate. How long um, are we going for? There's no way of telling on this, is there? 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Let's believe. Some, if let's I'm wrong, some... listener, sue me. Yeah. How do they sue you? Have you got a lawyer? Can they? Uh, no. Get in touch. No. Okay, there you go. Get in touch with me on Instagram in the <laughs> Um, Maybe there's like a business idea in that, like quick suing. So you don't need like any lawyers, but you can sue somebody. and Quick sue. You know, you can demand Ooh. like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, really dear. funny. Um... What's that? What this video is called? We were talking about it before the podcast. I'm showing my age now. Um, little videos everyone watches. Oh, the TikToks. TikToks, yes. <laughs> Listeners, I'm 30. I don't watch. I'm too old. Well, I've heard I'm, about well, these TikToks. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm too old for TikTok. Yeah. But there's a really funny TikTok, and it's like a woman in a supermarket. And it's like, when you see a friend you know, and it, and it cuts to Ronaldo going, Sue! Oh, I saw that. That was very good. I saw that on uh, the, the the more old school platform of Instagram, actually. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, no, it's very, very funny. I, I hear Bebo's um, coming back, right? Oh, mate, MySpace is all coming back. Um, okay, do you want to pick a question first? Um, um, I'll, I'll go. You, you I'll kick go. it off, mate. I'll go. You do the honours. So, I'm still undecided. I, I think a, a common theme... Um, but a really uh, good question. I think going forward, we've spoken about the Liverpool game a lot, and I'm sure we'll come to a bit more. But so, Dill Chivs 16 has said Tavares dropped uh, for Tierney on Saturday. Question mark. So, I mean, that, I think it's one of the more interesting questions, really, because we've got, you know, Tavares. He's been playing so well, and he's a very, very young guy who's had a a bit of a shocker, but not all bad. But he's a bit of a shocker. Like, you know, do you drop him now? Because 
that would then that might be quite reactionary and a bit like you know if, if, and then or do you bring Tierney in who's the experienced one and you say look you set this one out mate but then that would that be making too much of a point because if he's played a bad game you know what, what do you think it? it is delicate I, I think it depends on the relationship between the manager and the player if there's a real strong relationship there and if you said if you sit him down and say listen son you know what we're, we're, you, know, you didn't have a great game going to rush you for the next one but then I'm going to bring you back and, you know, for, for what you know, Everton or Leeds or whatever um, mm. I think it's about how the manager approaches that situation I don't think it's unreasonable to, 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 to drop him especially when you've got Tierney who is you know one of our more experienced players yeah. one of our best players last season but at the same time you know, you, you, you want to think about his confidence. You don't want to just completely drop him. So I think it's all about how Arteta manages it. And I think um, in terms of like man management, especially um, a lot of the players come out and talk about how good and, and the relationships they have. So I don't think that will be an issue. It's, it's all about how you conduct these things, right? It's true. It's true. And I mean, I think if, if you were going to drop, drop Tavares, I think the, the game to do it was Liverpool. If, if, if that's what your kind of plan was to do, because mm. you can just say, hey, look, you've been amazing for us. It's really easy to justify. Um, you've been so good, but I think this is just one of those games we need to look to having a bit more experience. You know, Tierney is our player who's back now, and I think it's, let's put him in. But, um, you know, now to do it after Liverpool would be like a bit of a punishment. And it's almost like we're waiting for you to play badly to drop you. And it's not really a great message to send maybe, to a kid. But yeah, like you said. Suffered, right? Yeah, but then you know, when are we bringing Tierney back? Is the question. Man, you know, oh, Man that's, United. That's, yeah, well, but then we just leave Tierney on the bench, having played really well for Scotland for two games, and then. Do you know what I mean? Why, this is why we're not football managers, right? <laughs> exactly, but I, I'm really excited about seeing Tierney back. I, I, I think now that he's not our only attacking outlet, and he's back fit, I think he could be unbelievable. Mm. You know, and I think we can be the Tierney we know he can be, and it's a tough one to see. I'm not quite sure where it goes, but I'd, I'd like to see Tavares keep playing. I mean, perhaps even start Tavares, bring Tierney on at 60 minutes, start Tierney, start Tierney bringing Tavares on at 60 minutes, ease him back in. I don't want to see him shut out. No. Um, and I think he's a threat. Like he, he, I, I know it sounds crazy to say, but his defensive shape and his athleticism and his size was really good on, you know, Saturday. I think the only... The the, the, the the defense the issues he had and the mistakes he made were going forward <laughs> like it's when he got into attack and he does his bombing away things he then passed it back and it's like but actually when he was coming against Salah he was matching Salah every time yeah it's a tough one I don't know I, I actually don't know one. the answer to that but it's delicate um, it's a good headache to have though right having two very good, very good players Kieran Tinney's dad was actually at the game he was in the he was at the game he was in the concourse really you Br- see him briefly, briefly chatted to me yeah. oh, Tinney's dad yeah, all of it. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. It, it, it was him. I looked it up and it was him. I looked at it for, for, and they were like, oh, it's Kieran Tinney's dad. I was like, okay, sure. It's no, did yeah, you not? How did this not come up? Just forgot to say. I'm going to Google yeah. him now. He's gone. You start another question then. I'll... So, sign a midfielder or a striker in January uh, from Javier. Uh, both, mm. I think. That's uh, not the question though, is it, mate? Well, I'm I'm adapting the question to suit my narrative. Okay, like <laughs> I'm gonna it. I'm gonna say as much as we desperately need a striker, I feel like we need um, some more security in that midfield. I well, feel like it, got, it's where we are. Mm-hmm. 
most vulnerable. Unless you brought back Torreira uh, or Guendouzi to give us some sort of depth and then you went for a striker. Mm. Weirdly, Guendouzi would actually be perfect right now <laughs> for yeah. the position we need him to be. Um, no, I'd, I'd, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I'd like to see a striker go on loan. Um, I'd like to see Martinelli go on loan, you know. I don't, I won't. I don't want that. The reason I don't want that is because, like, I don't think we have enough strikers to justify it. No. If we were to bring in, like, a top-level striker over January that was available, that was good, and we had to pay a lot of money for, then that brings down Aubameyang in the pecking order, and we can bring in one after 60 minutes and ease them in and all that sort of stuff. Great. And that means we can send Balogun and Martinelli out. But without getting a striker, we can't do that with Martinelli, and I think he really needs it for his development. Um, having said that, we've got the midfield issue is that we've got, um, well, actually, I haven't said that. Bamiyang's going away for, for AFCON. Partey's going away for AFCON. Pepe's going away for AFCON. Um, I'd like to wait until, wait for a midfielder, I think, because we've got Odegaard and Xhaka. And that sounds crazy, but like, I, I think that's what, I, I'd want to see what that looks like, along with the rest of the team and the shape. Yeah, it's mm, it's a tough one. It's two for four, isn't it? I think there's many ways you could you could play it. I'd like to think in an ideal world we'll go we'll go for both. I know that's yeah. A question. Sorry, well, I, th- I think <laughs> I think I think we'll do both in summer. I, I'm not sure we'll sign anyone in January, to be honest. Maybe maybe we might go for a loan. It's, it's a loan. Yeah. It's, it's not really a buyer's market in this pre kind of COVID world. Um, okay. Let's do another one. I mean, so there's one here that says, I mean, Kernsey keeps it simple. He says, was Saturday a reality check? Um, I think in short, yeah. yeah. What do you think? I think, I mean, I mean, not to repeat what I said earlier, but we, we always sort of knew we'd we, we most likely lose the game. I just don't think we expected to get beaten <laughs> like that. I, I'd have liked to have thought we'd have, dip, we'd have, dug, we'd have dug in a bit you know, and, and just sort of kind of kept it um, respectable. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think, look, if you, I think each one of those players, man for man, is better than our players. Um, and, that, and that's fine to say. That's where we are at the moment. Um, you know, I don't think we can be delusional about it. Um, and I think it just made us realise how far we're away from the top. I think the top three teams are so far away from the rest of us. Um, but I think we're in that pack in between. I think it really showed that. Um, so I think it was a bit of a reality check. But I also think that check made us learn a lot. And I think that the young players will be better for it. So I think so. Um, another question. We've got one there. I'm just scrolling through them. Yeah. We've got the Arsenal I'm, I'm, shirt I'm, I'm, saying, when will I be on? I believe that's your friend from your that's podcast. Calvin, yes. Go and Calvin. Go and when is he coming on? When is he coming on? He's got a wonderful collection of Arsenal shirts. Uh, if you like Arsenal shirts, I highly recommend checking that out. Um, do you think we can still get top four? I don't uh, think we'll get top four. Is that I think five realistically yeah. we can get, I think top six is definitely on the cards. I think without a doubt, Chelsea, Liverpool, City. I'm not entirely sure which way it's going to go. I've got a horrible feeling that Chelsea might win the league. Um, mm. I think United are a good manager away from being very good. Yeah, me too. But, um, and apart from that, I guess who, who, who we're competing against for the, for that kind of top four? You've got West Ham, 
You've got Leicester, Everton, Tottenham, Leicester, with Tottenham. Conte. Um, Leicester have really fallen off, haven't they? Mm. They've really fallen away, but I wouldn't write them off. Um, Tottenham, uh, yeah. I don't know. Do you think, what I if, think we can be the best of the rest. What do you think about uh, Conte? Going to shit. Going to the... What do you think of shit? Oh, damn, I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those arse fans who like the the the, the despises when people start singing that. <laughs> Do you? So never, oh, it's I've very it's very it's very touristy. It's just like ah oh, shit. Like yeah, I, I hate when people sing about Tottenham. We're not playing Tottenham. I'm like we're not playing them. Yeah, I I I do that. I do sometimes. It's just the issue is when Tottenham are above us or when Tottenham are beating yeah. us. Like it's like, come on, let's just get over them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, look. I think I think we can be best of the rest. I think we can get top four. I don't think it will happen. I think it depends on United. Um, um I, th- I, th- I think I'd give us a one in ten chance. I think it's possible, but I don't think it's necessarily realistic. I think top six is a good, good, a good estimate and a good expectation. If if someone said to you right now, you take six, would you go okay? Or, I mean, that's progress. Right? No, no, I wouldn't. Because I, I think we can do better. I think we can do better. I think our ceiling is higher than that. So I'd like to gamble up. I don't think we're gonna. Uh, the way things are going this season, and it's very early still. I think we could. Um, I, I think we could comfortably get fifth. Yeah, I mean, I think having no European football actually plays into our hands. Yeah, not, it does. Not, not having three games a week is a massive advantage, especially when you sort of get to Christmas when you've got the fixtures are coming thick and fast. 100%. And, and, and a lot of teams have that sort of dip just after Christmas. Um, you get a lot of fatigue, injury suspensions. So there is that. Um, I just feel like we're maybe a little bit too thin on the ground and experience. So... It would be interesting to see that if we do go out in January and we do maybe bring us extra players, I think um, that can really help us. And you know, it's not—it's definitely not out of the question, right? Yeah. Well, we've got Afcon as well, but like Afcon isn't. There's three games, so and it's like one difficult game and two like things like Wolves and something like. So I think it's one of them too. Yeah, maybe. But like, it's, it's like, we're not going to win that anyway. It's just an opportunity yeah. to just chuck everyone behind it if we can anyway, and who knows. But um, Okay, so I've got a really good question. Actually, no, let's do that last. So let's do one more question, then we'll do the last, last one. Um, do, do you think we get top four? Was, okay, so Hannah um, moots with then a kiss and a hug at the end. Says, was the party a waste of money? <laughs> what do you think? Mm. <laughs> well he's not he's, he's not like he's not he's, he's not left Arsenal yet so it's difficult no. to say um I mean I think I, he, yeah he's definitely got more of a resale value than Nicolas Pepe like I think if if there was a spectrum of, of players who haven't you know particularly impressed and have been quite underwhelming mm. I think if, if Pepe was top of the tree I think Thomas Pye would be in the middle of that um, there are there are many factors though obviously injury we talked about it earlier on you know you can only really ever do 60 minutes yeah it hasn't been great um, I I think there's more to come from him I don't think we've seen the best yet and I think there's there's definitely you know huge potential there um, at the same time if we're having these conversations next season then it's a bit like okay mm. are we because there's a ceiling right and there's there's you know, football is such a fast-moving sport. 
you know, you haven't always got time to wait for these players to sort of finally get to, to where they need to be. I agree. It's tough. I mean, look, if you if you look at his his if you his isolated Arsenal career um and the expectation we had on him, the transformation we expected him to give us, the price in which we paid for him, you'd probably have to say disappointment, waste of money. Mm. It's not over yet. Uh his ceiling's incredibly high, his skill level's incredibly high. We haven't got the right partner next to him. He hasn't been fit. Things can change. Things can change. And when he has played and he has been fit, he's been unbelievable, particularly at the points. And we can get that consistently had at Atletico Madrid. I think he'll be a sensation. And I, I'm definitely extremely happy that we have him because I think he can still do it. You know? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a strange one because he's not, it's not like he's come from the, pre- the Premier League. You know, he's not had that experience. Um, and mm. he, he hasn't really hit the ground running. Um, but we'll okay. see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, like I think... I think it's we'll park it for now and we'll see where we are at the end of the season. Because mm. I think, you know, two years in, you can make a fairer, fairer kind of observation. Um, the season is very early. Let's, let's hope it works out, right? Let's <laughs> hope so. That's let's what we want. So. Harry Richardson says, if Nicola Pepe was coming round yours for dinner, what this, would you this, cook him? This is my favourite question. This is a good one. Have you thought this, of one? Just for the listeners, I love these more like silly. These questions. are great. These are great. It'd be good, nice, this... nice to finish on. Yeah, just next week. Particularly just... after a loss. Yeah. Mm. Um, Bring him on. What, Ask the what, questions. What would we? What would I give him? Probably like maybe like a cheese toasty with the bag. Toasty. What? What for? Why? What, what? What's your reasoning? I like cheese toasties. We like a bag of um, okay Tyrrell's right. vegetable crisps. We really bring a bit of a uh, bit of Steve culture. <laughs> Into the group. Into, into I'm just going to give. I'm just going to yeah. give some really average and say I've had to watch your average performances for the last <laughs> two and a half years. <laughs> I'm going to serve you for some average dinner, mate. Well, so I, I, I've got you know, there's a couple of ideas I've got. I think so. Firstly, it's 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 just the question is whether you give him something you want him to be or you give him what you know that he's like. So, what I want him to be is my top quality, consistent chili. Right, it's it's relatively easy to do. It just does the good, the basics really well, and on a good day, it can hit the heights. You know, you've got all the blends of the 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 chilies and the paprikas and all that of the world mm. perfectly. Uh, and I've steamed the rice to perfection. But on a bad day, it's still damn good. You know, it knows what it knows what it is. Uh, it's comforting. It does the job, and it delivers. Um, but on a good day, it could be exceptional. And I think, you know, you're minimum getting seven out of ten there. You're not getting anything less than that with a nice God solid chili, particularly mine. Do we go with grated cheese or, or, or a bit of sour cream? Mate, both. Oh, yes. Both. I love that. I'm talking your parmesan. I'm talking oh. cheddar. Whatever you want. I've Cheeky got bit it. of garlic bread on the side. But now you're talking about where you can make it a ten, right? But it can also be a seven when you don't include all the frilly bits, okay? And that's fine. Um... <laughs> If, if if I was serving what I know he, he is, um, I would have a really inconsistently cooked meal, um, which for me, I must say, I'm not that consistent at roast dinners because it's all about timing. And I think mm. Pepe's timing and the way he fits into a system, the way my roast dinners fit into a system, it can be a mixed bag. Right? The, the blend can be all wrong. You know, maybe I put the roast potatoes in, maybe I put too much you know, at the wrong time the oil on the carrots have it's been too much so it's actually a bit soggy rather than the crispy thing i needed 
and you can really hit a you can you can hit the lows of a five out of ten and maybe i've i've not let the beef rest for too long or the the chicken isn't crispy enough there's so much that can go wrong how about a, a microwave roast dinner is it like a sweet irony there of what sorry of like a microwave like a badly cooked microwave dinner <laughs> well well that's unfair because you know you're, you're the maximum you can get out of a microwave dinner is a six out of ten and that's not fair pepe has hit the heights very not that often but he's also hit some serious lows and what's like what's the most erratic dish that you can you know where there's a fine line between a good game and a bad game <laughs> what's that a good food and a bad food i should say well what's the um like what can go wrong? Is there something you can overcook? You've got like, like four. You've got four o'clock, like kind of cheesy chips from you know the back well, street. Yeah. yeah, well they always like, go down. They're big, always ten out of ten. It's aren't like, they? like wow, ten out, they're ten out of ten when you when you're eating them, and then That's when you true. look when you look across in the morning, in in yeah. the cold in the cold hard light hard light of day, and there's like half of half half of it's left on the other side of your bed. You think, oh, how about this? How about that. this? Pe- Pepe's food is 4am chips in the sense that, but you've waited until you've got home to eat them. Yeah. So, so, so when you've got home, if you manage to stay awake, it is the best meal of your life. But if you fall asleep, you're going to wake up to an absolute stinker oh. and you, there's nothing you want there. So it's, it's the fine balance. If you stay awake or if Pepe performs, you get a great, great meal slash performance. But if, if not, or you, you, or you, you get, get cold chicken nuggets. The, or you get cold morning. chicken nuggets. Well, I don't mind that to be fair. That's, that's, that's not too bad. Cold pizza, also good. Cold pizza is um, also good. What do you anyway, reckon, what do you reckon Nicholas Pepe's go-to snack is after a night out? What do you reckon he eats? He had a, he had a Pepsi after uh, after a game the other day. I saw it in Aubameyang's Instagram story. Um, diet, I hope it was diet Pepsi. It wasn't. It wasn't. Full fat. It's a good question. Um, what do you reckon his snack is? Um... Oh mate, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon he likes Twiglets. Yeah, he's a, he's a twi- he, he definitely grazes a lot. Like yeah. you know, Twiglets, um, just crisps, maybe nuts. He's got a lot of nuts in the house. I bet. Um, the cashews, right? Mm, pistachios, yeah, all does. over them. He's got he's got pistachios, pistachio nuts everywhere in his room, and his girlfriend gets extremely angry about it. <laughs> um, there's the trail of just walking over the shelves, shells, yeah, in, a, in her high heels, yeah. Nicholas. He tries- yeah, Nicholas. What are you doing, Nicola? <laughs> I don't even know he has a girlfriend, but... <laughs> or a boyfriend. Oh, 2020, that's 2021. True, mate. Yeah, no, you can, Never you assume, right? I don't know. Well, we talked no. about it last one. There's, there's no... We could go for hours now, but there's no, there is no openly gay footballers, which is crazy in this day and age. And obviously, that's one of the issues we highlighted last week. But I don't know how we got onto Pistachio Shells to that. So I think we're, we're, we're waffling. Rabbit hole. We're going down a rabbit hole. And this is where we need some 4 a.m. chips, perhaps a few beers. But Can I ask you but, one more question before we go? Go on. Go on. Let's make um, a quick fire. Well, it's just like, do we do we do we have to sell an Uber? Bit random, but what, uh, would you sell him, knock him on the head, or just wait to no. lay his contract out? Oh, I don't think we've got a choice. No one's going to pay his wages. No, that's true. Um, I just don't think it's going to be possible until about six months left, and we'll probably have to pay some of his wages. But uh, nah, we may as well keep him. I think bring someone else in, and then have a Bamian coming off the bench because I think he'd still be useful. Um, in short bursts, I think. That was good. I like Ooh. that, actually. Um, yeah. Listeners, for, for, for like future reference, I like any questions to do with food, yeah, TV, Enjoy pop culture, it. ironing boards, uh, chicken nuggets. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just keep this, the more random, the better, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, keep sending in. They, they are good fun and 
particularly after a loss, it's quite nice to go through them. But um, we've certainly waffled on for a bit too longer. So, Steve-O, muchos gracias for, for coming on. Cheers, mate. I, I really appreciate it. And um, I hope the game wasn't so bad and you enjoyed the day at least. That was good, mate. It was all good. All right. Sweet. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on we can get ourselves together over a busy, busy schedule after Newcastle 5, Arsenal 0. Take care. <laughs> 